welcome to a new edition of the brand called you today i have a very very accomplished young lady nidhi agarwal on our show nidhi welcome to the show thank you nidhi is the director of finance in a global fortune 500 company she is a chartered accountant and she's worked earlier with fidelity and ernst and young nidhi tell me a little bit about your early career before you joined the multinational that you work for now so i started my career more than 18 years back with ernst and young mm-hmm. and uh, it was as an audit executive out there and i still remember my day one in that organization and the partner at that point in time in mumbai he gave me the advice that nidhi we have been you have been hired here mm-hmm. so that you can add value to us and also don't ever be hesitant to question even your seniors but in a very respectful way on the latest accounting standards or the latest tax laws because you have just qualified and read them and keep yourself updated on that so that's where when i started my career uh, uh, that's the early time and i still remember i was very young very uh, just uh, first job i was very introvert very shy person and one of my leaders then gave me an advice hmm. that you have a lot of good thoughts in your mind and when we speak to you on one on one basis hmm. it's fantastic conversation so don't be hesitant to share your thoughts in the group be vocal hmm. make your thoughts heard okay so those were the early days i can still remember and how many years did you spend with us to me I was there for almost five years. Okay, and then you moved to Fidelity. Yeah, then I moved to Fidelity uh, because once I got married, oh. it wasn't easy to cope up with those long hours, Correct. weekend workings for me, and that's uh, when Fidelity was just setting up their financial service center in India. I was okay. fortunate enough to be part of a global company then. Okay, wonderful. And then you moved again. So tell me about your current company. What do you do there? So I work as a director of finance um, in a Fortune 500 company, and like any finance person job, my job is more to look at the numbers, yeah. look at the financial integrity of the financial statements, specifically for my process, mm-hmm. ensuring regulatory, tax, transfer pricing compliances around it. So that's what about it. It's a great company, and what I really love about my job is that I get an opportunity to interact with. global people and meet lot of folks travel mm. and again learn about so many diverse cultures correct and correct. work with great leaders wonderful so you know when i was reading about you um i was you know seeing that you lead a lot of large teams and obviously you are successful which is why uh, your company wants you to lead large teams um my question to you is that what do you look for in individuals um to be a part of your team to make them successful so whenever i would hire any individual in my team the first thing i look for is a positive attitude of that person and the second is how he or she is complementing to the overall overall skills in mm-hmm. my team i think it is very important as a leader that i have in my team people who complement me and who are not like me and this i have learned in a very hard way in my life okay early on in my career as a people leader i was like 
always I wanted to have a chartered accountant mm. or someone with a similar background, maybe from SRCC mm. and stuff like those in my team. And uh, I think one of my global leader realized this thing soon. And she gave me an assignment to work on a project, a very important project with a person who was very different from mm. me, a very different nationality, very different background and skills. Mm. Uh, in terms of the, uh, I would say his leadership style and my own style were very different. And she put us both together on a project. Correct. And initially I thought it would be very difficult. How will I even work with this person? Mm. But having worked on that project, I realized that we were able to come up with the best outcome mm. because there were diverse perspectives. We could bring on that project and look at with a different lenses. Mm which couldn't have been possible Correct. if I was there and along with me there were people who were just like me Correct. or who could think like me who have the same background. Correct. So it is so important when you are building a best team yeah. that try to have people with diverse thought processes, diverse background and making sure you bring them all together. Correct. Correct. That's Correct. where I believe I you can. I agree. And you know, you, were, you mentioned to me before we were when we were talking that you were in, uh, involved in systems and processes and I'm sure as finance head you know you're involved in automation um, what kind of a culture is needed in a company to make automation successful so making an automation successful first of all there will be a fear in the people whenever you're going to talk about mm -hmm. automation that mm -hmm. what will happen to our jobs mm -hmm. and it's quite a, a human mind can go that way. But what I have learned over this period is that if you are transparent with your teams on an automation when you are driving, mm -hmm. if you excite them that what they are learning is a, say, a new technology or new things like robotics and stuff like it, which they will add to their savings, to, then they will come along mm -hmm. with you. They will rally around that. And to make an automation successful, it is so important to have the right people with the techno finance skills and mm -hmm. the process skills mm -hmm. on that project, making sure that you streamline first the process because the, if you would automate an inefficient process, the results will not be I the right one. So it's first important to look at the end-to-end -end process, streamline it and then automate it, be agile, do the proof of concept and fail fast. Mm. That's all are really important Wonderful. to make an automation Success. successful. Wonderful. And what are your thoughts on AI and ML uh, algorithms being used in financial services? So in today's... And maybe for our guests, tell us what is AI and ML. Yeah. So uh, AI is artificial intelligence, intelligence. and uh, algorithms which are now being used in decision making because based on the data sets and a coding there is a coding done i would say in a layman language that would take a decision for example when you are scanning the cvs what kind of cvs to be shortlisted for a job profile mm -hmm. or it can be when you get an application for somebody applying for a loan or somebody applying for a credit card there are algorithms you're running through so that you can decide upon whether this person can be given a loan, how much loan that person can be given, or that credit card application can be processed or can go ahead with. So now in today's world to survive, 
all financial services definitely will have to move to algorithms and machine learning's automated decision making. But what is important is that since these codes are anyway created by human beings, you have to be so important that the biases are not built in these codes. Okay. Because see, there are then thousands of codes running. If there are not proper checks and balances to make sure that there are no discrimination happening, mm. biases happening, mm. and then the company's ethics code of conduct being followed. So a proper audit and a GCO mm. kind of a stuff to make sure when these codes are created, there are no biases in mm. Because once they are running, they are running, then nobody can even know at the back end what's happening. Okay. So it is so important that as these companies are moving towards mm. these automated algorithms, logics, mm for decision making, yep. making sure that these are not biased mm. and they're otherwise many of the companies can mm. be subject to litigation mm. and stuff like that. So tell me, you know, in, in, in uh, the US for a very, very long period of time, credit rating is very important, yeah. you know. So if you go there as a student and if you don't have uh, a credit history, you can't get a small little loan. In India, it has always been, who do you know? So if I know my banker, I can get something. Yeah. Is this beginning to change in our country? So I, if, I, if I want a credit from my credit card company? Uh, I think it is beginning to change a lot, not only with the credit card companies, but a lot of fintech companies Correct. which are coming okay. and which are giving up these kind of loans, basis of lot of analysis, which yeah. they do beyond your credit history, based on your social media, your other stuff which they are analyzing, how much you are traveling. They are doing a lot of fantastic stuff if you hear these fintech companies Correct. today in terms of providing loans and fundings yeah. to an individual, the venues which were not available earlier. Mm. Where a loan could be given only if you know somebody in a bank or if you have a friend who is influential. Correct. But it's changing, it's changing I think and there's more to come with the many intellectual people in fintech world Correct. looking at this stuff. Correct, I agree. And you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, our government's uh, keen desire to move to a cashless economy. Um, what are your thoughts um, on cashless economy in our country or do you think we will still be predominantly a cash economy? So Ashutosh, I would say that if if I look back maybe 10 years back, we couldn't ever think of paying for a vegetable vendor by a non-cash. You know, I'm much older than you <laughs> and I got my credit, first credit card uh, with ITC after about six years working for them. Okay, yeah, so that's what it takes. So you're right. Yeah, so maybe few years back we couldn't even think of giving to our driver a salary maybe in a non-cash form yeah. or, or direct or, transfer to their accounts or yeah. direct transfer to their accounts yeah. and in last couple of years mm. with so many wallets mm. digital wallets and stuff like giving in things are changing but the penetration in terms of the wallets mm. upi mm. even though upi is picking up uh, or you may say credit card, debit card, it's mm. still very low. Very I low. would say that we are just at the start of the journey okay. in comparison to many other countries across the globe in mm. terms of the cashless transaction. Mm. There is a much more ground to be covered ahead okay. and a lot of that will be dependent on 
government policy the network infrastructure the internet being available to do these kind of transaction in a rural area and things anywhere you would say and i believe a lot of fintech companies will be working on this and things will be changing and there are many multinational companies who would who are wanting to tap all these opportunities we have in india yeah. as we move towards the yeah. cashless yeah. you're right yeah. and amazon pay is here google pay is here apple pay is everyone's here and nobody wants to lose out that yeah. it's, it's a big market you're yeah. absolutely right so you know again coming back to your uh, you have to use your own terms you know you're a people uh, leader uh, you know over the years i am sure you have uh, worked with a lot of young people and you know we keep changing you said you worked for 18 years so therefore you see gen x you see gen y and you see millennials and i don't know how many more alphabets will get added to this over the years tell me as an employer or as a boss how do you see working with young people you're young yourself but say millennials or uh, some other younger people i would say it's different because they are born in a digital era correct versus i would say me uh they believe in lot of information share and what change i'm seeing in comparison to the other generations in them is that they want you to be want you to listen to okay. them they want to be heard they want their leader to be authentic not somebody as a fake personality to showcase that yeah they they are the best they don't have like they can't do anything wrong correct that's not the mindset they come up with they want to see an authentic leader who listens to them and they want the information to be shared real time with correct them, which is different from the generation of before yeah yeah you're right i mean when i was growing up i'm talking of the 80s you know whatever your boss told you was right now people are pushing back and say yeah discuss it with me and yeah. and it's great i think because I when you hear then you get a very very different perspective absolutely right the upward feedback is so important mm-hmm. i would say in today's world yeah. then maybe i started my career 18 years yeah. back when my boss even didn't care correct to check what views i am correct, having correct. about him or her or taking that up with people wonderful so lady uh, i have a whole set of questions on your interests but before i come let me stay with work related you know you're one of the people one of the ladies who is right at the top of our organization right now in your own function and yet gender balance is a serious issue of course a lot of it's been talked about in our country What are your thoughts on gender balance, and how do you think we can make it much faster in our country? Gender balance. Maybe I should start here with my career journey. Eighteen mm. years back, I still remember that when I joined the team of forty individuals, the team where I landed was I was the only female CA in that team, mm. wow. and with an MNC. Mm. Uh, in that particular team i was the only female ca and uh, i've come long way from yeah, them yeah you have from them now the ratio of females is increasing for sure mm-hmm. but until 2 years back i never get an opportunity to work with a female boss mm-hmm. in india mm-hmm. like outside india we still used sure. to have female leaders 
but only two years back imagine in my career i got an opportunity to work with a family home so there is a long way still to be covered okay. and the organizations are conscious about it there are kpis who which they are tracking the diverse gender ratio at all level okay. there are specific things they are doing to make sure in terms of maternity leaves making sure of female coming back to work whatever support they provide grooming like currently i'm a part of a program uh india wide program where my organization has nominated me for a women leadership grooming program okay. i'm still not at a very senior level still at a middle levels in my organization but they are making that conscious attempt along with other organizations to groom future women leaders yeah. so organizations are making those all those kind of attempts but to fast correct all of this i believe in india specifically it will be a mindset change in the indian household that has to be brought along with it a lot of uh, things which organizations are already doing uh, multinationals specifically but even the indian organizations if they would create those kind of environment policies things can be possible very nice very nice so let's move on to your other interests you know i see you've got a whole lot of interests from being a yoga sadhak to a blogger to a, to gift wrapping and i must ask you about that and dance choreographer so let's start with uh, your blog what do you write about so my blogs are very short blogs so what i believe in that in the fast paced life today you can't write something which will take more than 2 minutes for a reader to read and the message you want to convey my blogs are usually on the emerging technology okay leadership Uh, behaviors styles or what i felt about a situation or a reaction i had about it and uh, then also about uh, the healthy living okay <laughs> and since you write about healthy living uh, you're also a yoga sadhak so i know what is yoga i practice it but what is a yoga sadhak uh, so yoga means unite so it's a fusion of body mind and spirit okay. through meditation yeah. breathing and physical postures okay. a yoga sadhak according to me is one who would practice these things in the daily life okay okay sadhak comes from the word sadhana isn't it yeah okay wonderful and then tell me about your uh, your interest in gift wrap wrapping you know this is something which everyone does all the time but when these two words are mentioned in 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 your interest uh, i thought i must ask you yeah so gift wrapping uh, actually i personally believe there is no bigger joy than joy of giving correct and to make someone special if you would wrap a gift in a very special way mm. uh so that that person feels oh my god it's an amazing packaging you have done that is what i really love that reaction on that face and they feel that they have been made special uh more with the kids i would say i have a 9 year old son and uh, over these years whenever his friends when go to the when he goes to a birthday party and i give do a special wrapping for his friends and all and they will say oh my god you got such a nice thing and the, it's it's amazing and that's nice, yeah. what i has my, i have this interest in gift wrapping to do very special gift wrapping okay a way to thank to people who are very special to me wonderful and my final question on 
your interest is that you're a dance choreographer. What kind of dance do you uh, like to do? So it's more on Hollywood numbers, okay. uh, Bollywood numbers. Okay. Those are the things I like. Any kind of spontaneous okay. things. Uh, so I, I am usually tapped by uh, a lot of my friends, relatives and even in, uh, uh, colleagues in the office to whenever there is something spontaneous mm-hmm. dance mm-hmm. to be taught to a group and to be done and just love that. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So Nidhi, a few questions for you personally. You know, that, uh, My first question is that over the last 18 years that you have worked or even that before that, um, have you had any people who've had a strong influence on your life? And if yes, what have been your learnings from them? Um, I would say there have been many people who have influenced me throughout my life. Starting from my parents, who are my role models, I would say, uh, in terms of the value system today I have, it's because what my parents and my grandmother specifically mm-hmm. They have uh, inculcated in me as I have grown. Wonderful. And in the organizations where I have worked, I have been lucky that I have worked with many uh, global as well as local leaders who had a great influence on me in terms of grooming me and actually they being there to back me whenever I was, whenever I made a mistake and then grooming me around some of those leadership values okay. and things. Uh, they have been my role models, uh, some of them direct leaders, mentors or coach in my life. So there are many who have okay. influenced me in big way, I would wonderful. say. Wonderful. And I'm very thankful to all of them mm. uh, for whatever they have done. Wonderful, wonderful. So Nidhi, my next question, I mean, you know, your chartered account is successful professionally, you dance, you write, you know, you do yoga. What would be three words that describe Nidhi? Energetic, mm-hmm. curious mm-hmm. and courageous. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Courageous means that you don't uh, hesitate to go ahead and do something without thinking. Is it or? No, it is. Uh, I do things after thinking, but I have courage to put my views, okay. even if they are different from others. Wonderful. So, you know, you just mentioned uh, a little earlier that, you know, at, with, uh, at Ernst & Young you had to leave because you got married and there are lots of pressures and then you have, you had a child. How do you manage? Because, you know, work pressure keeps increasing as you get more senior. How do you manage your work-life balance? Uh, so my principle, I would say, is that I believe that the happiness for me is being a whole woman, which means that my work and my family, they are both important. Correct. And you have to maintain a balance between amongst them. So I would say, uh, and maybe a message to some of the females yeah. who are listening to me, that please don't try to be a superwoman. Right. Look for a help at home when required. You can't do everything yourself. Correct. At work, I believe it's so important to delegate and groom without having a fear Mm -hmm. that someone will overtake you. So if you maintain that thing, you maintain a harmony at Mm -hmm. home 
and at workplace i think the support from both sides will come as and when required because there will be times in the life where there will be more pressure maybe at work mm-hmm. and then your family will be there to support you Correct. and they understand it that yeah this is a time we have to support her at times there can be some personal emergencies mm-hmm. and things where you have to be more with your family Correct. and then your colleagues your bosses should be there to help you and support you when required okay wonderful so uh, there are only two more questions left the next question is on failure you know indians uh, and particularly and i think all over asia we don't teach our children that it's okay to fail it doesn't matter everyone just says first aana hai jeeto sabse aage raho etc etc and yet all of us fail so what have been some of your learnings from some of the mistakes you may have made or some of the failures you may have had so i think first of all yeah as you said that indians usually have that but it is never have that fear of failure is something my parents have taught me okay. as i grew up and i think the learnings in the life and life is a journey Correct. it is you learn not only from your mistakes but also mistakes by somebody else Correct. and you also learn from your own successes so there are no particular instances i would say because it's a continuous journey and so many things that uh, happen in your life which teach you so many things mm-hmm. but early on in my career as i mentioned the one learning for me was that speak up have your voice be heard share your thoughts mm-hmm. with everyone was my learning middle career or where i started as a people leader i think uh i'm thankful to a female who gave me a very candid feedback uh as being the first people leader experience that how can i improve as a boss mm-hmm. and i think that upward feedback at very early on in my career really helped the pave the path for me to become a leader later okay as a people leader so the second learning was be open to the upward feedback okay and the third learning as today i'm moving towards the senior roles it is that taking people along with you is very important your influencing skills are more important as you grow higher in your career than your technical sure, skills sure sure i agree in fact you know my next question was that what advice would you give but you've already given three very very good tips so uh, nidhi thank you very much thank it's you. been a pleasure speaking to you same here and i look hope to see you very soon right at the top of your organization and in, on top of the financial world thank good you luck. so much thanks thanks thank bye thank you for listening to the brand called you podcast Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Simply search for the brand called you. Thank you and see you next week.